revealed. R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D. Revealed. And God is getting ready to reveal some things that are in hidden places. Open your Bibles with me to Isaiah chapter 45. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. While you're doing that, I, I saw something uh, on the Internet the other night, or the day, whatever day I was on there. And it was about this man about 10 years ago. He had found a pearl. I don't know if any of you have seen that. But the pearl weighed about 75 pounds. And it wasn't in a clam. It was in an oyster. And he took it home and put it up under his bed for good luck. And the house burned down. But nothing happened to the pearl. Now that sounds like God to me. He had a treasure in his own house and didn't even know it. And I wonder how many of you are sitting on some treasures that you haven't seen or don't even know is in your house that God is going to reveal to you. They said that that pearl was worth approximately $100 million. And they're still investigating to make sure. But he had that much wealth right by him and didn't even know it. Just had it for good luck. Amen? And so God is going to reveal some things to you tonight. And, and I know, I already know, I already have seen some things that God is going to show you. But in Isaiah chapter 45, let's look at verse number 3. And it says, And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by name, am the God of Israel. Now you said something like that in one of them songs about God revealing himself, about God being known and made known. Well, here in Isaiah, here are some of the things that God began to tell me that he was going to reveal. He's going to re reveal to someone about your insurance policies. You know that if you don't claim the insurance policy, the insurance company can take it. But there's sometimes what happens, they change the number, and you have to know the number in order to get back in it. But you've got old policies that you just still have hanging around that you didn't take care of, or someone left you an insurance policy. God is going to reveal that to you so that you can get what belongs to you. Then he showed me trust funds. Your name has been put in a trust fund that you don't even know anything about. Also, he said that inheritance, there's an inheritance that was written out for you that someone else is trying to hold on to to keep you from getting. But God is going to reveal that to you. He said there were records where you were falsely accused of something which caused you to lose out financially. But he's restoring that back to you. Now, let me tell you how good God is because when I lived in Atlanta, I had been gone from my job for seven years. And all of a sudden, 
I was driving one day, and I was getting ready to go around this curb. And before I went around the curb, I heard God say, shout out three times, money cometh to me now. I rolled my window down, stuck my hand out the window, and I began to say, money cometh to me now. I did it three times. Within a couple of days, I received three letters. All three of the letters were looking for me. All three of the letters had went to a different address in Michigan trying to find me. And when I responded back to those letters, they sent me what they really wanted me to know. And they said, when you left the company seven years ago, we did not give you all the money you were supposed to get. That happens to me all the time. <laughs> God said that blessings are looking for us to overtake us. And these blessings are here now because he's going to reveal them. The other thing was sometimes you've been overcharged. Somebody's got deed to land. And somebody's been fighting over property with somebody else. But God wants me to tell you that property belongs to you. And it will not go to somebody else. Because it belongs to you. And if God did it then, he's going to do it now. Amen? He's going to do it now because we are in the suddenly season. And when you come to the end of seven years, when you come to the end of seven years, maybe you've been standing and believing something, it may be chronological years or maybe just the timing of what you have been going through. God said within that time, the seven years has ended. So now he's getting ready to reveal. Go with me to Genesis 22 and let's look at Abraham, the man God began to reveal something to. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. And speaking of revealed, revealed means to discover, make known, laid open, or disclosed, which means to uncover. Something is about to uncover. See, you can't see what's being revealed until God shows it to you. And let me give you an example of that. I was in Virginia for a family reunion, and I got out of the car, and I patted my pocket for a reason. My phone was in there. And I went to proceed to do, throw away the trash we had, do what I had to do. And then I told my sister, I said, I'm going to move the car closer so my niece who, you know, has a real bad case of arthritis, didn't have to walk so far. So I get out of my car to go let her know where we're parked, and I patted my pocket again, and I didn't feel my phone. However, I didn't even respond to it. In my mind, I knew it wasn't there, but I didn't even look for it. So we get in the car, we headed back, uh, my cousin's leading and I'm driving down the road, and, and all of a sudden I'm thinking, my phone. So everybody starts looking for my phone in the car. I'm reaching, driving, reaching up under the seat, down on the side. Look at my purse, look in here, look there. Couldn't find it. 
I'm blowing the horn, telling my cousin, turn around, slow down. I think I threw my phone in that trash when maybe I threw it away. We flying back to the place, get back, the truck, trash, excuse me, the trash is gone. They said, I'm sorry, ma'am, that trash is already in the compactor. I said, Holy Spirit, you know where my phone is. I've got to have my phone. Y'all know how we are. I went, I backtracked every place I had went, and I got in the car, and I just sat there. I said, now, Holy Spirit, where is my phone? It was in this pocket. I looked down, way down in between the seat. I saw the very top of my phone, and this is what God said to me. Your blessing is so close, but you can't see it until I reveal it. Your blessing is right there, but you can't see it until I reveal it. And when he revealed that that phone was there, he knew it was there all the time. But he had to show me that there is a blessing that I have for you, but you can't see it yet because I haven't revealed it. But he told me tonight to begin to speak on revealed because he's going to begin to unfold some things you need to see. Genesis chapter 22, verse number 1 through 3, and it says, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him. And Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up, and went unto the place of which God had told him. Now the first thing that Abraham did, he took the instructions that God said, and he got up to go to Moriah, just like God told him. But God said here, he said, and go upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. So he didn't have all the instructions. He just knew, go to Moriah. And when he got up, he prepared everything that he knew he was going to need in order to do a burnt offering. So when God gives us instructions, we have to be prepared to put everything together and go do exactly what he said. So in the process of Abraham doing that, he actually obeyed God. And that's what I was speaking about Sunday. When God gives us instructions, we're supposed to obey. When we obey, then God can give the blessing. When we make a decision, because God will bless you on a decision. When you just make the decision that you're going to go, God automatically starts putting things in place. Because he's taking you at your word. And so that's why Abraham began to prepare. So go with me now to Genesis chapter 12, and let's look at, <clears throat> excuse me, look at verse 2 and 3. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 and 3. And it says, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now when you read this, 
And you think about it, <clears throat> what God was saying to Abraham, I want you to sacrifice your son. Well, Abraham, when he was raised, he, he understood certain traditions of what you do. He had to come into the faith of God to know when God spoke to him because he was a prophet. And as he began to look at the fact that God said to him, I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to bless all the families of the earth because of you. Well, why would God tell him all of this and then sacrifice his son? Would God tell me that everybody else is going to be blessed and my son has to be a sacrifice? Do I have to lay my son down? But it didn't matter to Abraham because he believed God. He believed that if God was going to sacrifice him, he was God enough to raise him back up. And this is the faith God wants to see in us for us to walk through. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 11, and let's look at verse number 8. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Reveal to us what we need to see. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 8. And it says, by faith. Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed, he went out not knowing whether he went. The reason why some people don't receive is because you need all the details. Now, how long am I going to be there, Lord? You know how many mountains are in Moriah? And you don't want to tell me till I get there? Come on, Lord, now. I mean, you can give me a little something, something. He said, no, I order you by your steps. So when you take the first step, then I'll give you the second. And I will keep instructing you until you get to the place you're supposed to be. Every place <clears throat> that the Lord has told me to move. When I first moved to Mississippi, first of all, my family couldn't even believe I was going to go to Mississippi. And my cousins called them from Virginia and said, did Maria really know where she's going? Like that. But I heard God. So I went. And as they were driving us around looking for a place to live, they said, well, what area do you want to live in? So I opened the map. And I said, God, where's the area I'm supposed to live? And pointed out, I said, let's go to this area. Went over there, found my place. Didn't have no job coming down there. They gave me an apartment by faith. They said, well, we just believe that when you apply, you'll get hired. So we're going to go ahead and give you an apartment, take the application back, and you can just go ahead and fax it back to us. And I said, okay. God opens the door when we take the steps. When I got to the board to look for a job, I'm coming out of corporate management, okay, making some good money. I'm now looking at this board, and I don't see nothing over $8 an hour. I stood at that board for an hour. <laughs> I was like, God, you sure you want me to work here? So he said, work in psych psychiatric department. I said, no, wait a minute. 
I didn't like psychiatric department when I was a nurse, and I know you don't want me to go there. Well, I was obedient. I went. And I worked with residents coming in from all over the country, everywhere. And God gave me favor. He showed me. Remember when I told you Sunday that I realized that my gift was organizing? He gave me favor with the district manager there because he wanted to put out a program, and they gave it to me to do it. And they wanted to still do it the same way they used to do it, but they just wanted me over it. But when I organized it, and he saw how well it was organized, he said, well, I want you to do the event at the country club where we recruit new students in. And when I did, he stood up there and he looked around and I said, is everything okay? And he said, perfect. God set that in. But I still didn't realize that was my gift. Why? Because I do it all the time. It comes natural for you. And God is telling you to take what is natural to you and put it in position and start using it and make some money off of it. If you don't have a job, create a job. Now, I don't know. See, I can say this like, but, you know, like, mowing the lawn. Do y'all have lawn to have to mow? You have to mow? Okay. <laughs> I see so many mountains. I'm like, <laughs> I don't see no lawn. I see mountains. <laughs> I'm like, okay, trim the trees. Do something. <laughs> Find something to do. Make it pretty. <laughs> Get a broom and start sweeping. <laughs> But create a job, because I don't know if you've ever read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but he made them work for nothing. He wouldn't pay them. He said, but when you see an opportunity, you'll keep on seeing them. And they didn't understand it at first. But what happened? The little boys saw them throwing away the covers to, take, throwing away the magazine, which was comic books, but keeping the covers. And he said, can I have those comic books? And she said, yes, but you can't sell them. He saw an opportunity. What did he do? He built a library. He charged the kids 10 cents to, to read the comic book. And after they finished reading that one, you want to read another one? 10 cents. So he found a way to make money, to be creative. I'm telling you this because of the things that are in you. I, I, I sat there and I told the Lord how much money I wanted one day. I was sitting there. And I said, I need this amount of money tomorrow. I think I, I like to have this amount of money tomorrow. And he said, set up your table for the bazaar tomorrow. I said, ooh, it's uh, 8 o'clock at night. And the bazaar is like 9 o'clock in the morning. And you know how long it takes? So I'm thinking all that. So I pulled all this stuff together. I got four hours of sleep. Listen to me. Four hours of sleep. Did the bazaar. Got everything that I had asked for. Had my table right by the door. So when people came in, I said, you don't want to walk by my table, do you? You do want to stop at my table, don't you? So what did God do? He began to put things in order. I'm telling you this because many times we look too much for God to do everything. God said to me, because he said what? In Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will do what? He'll direct your path. So I said, how do I set up? He said, make your cookie dough first. Go down and set up your table. After I set up my table, he said, go back and make your cookies. 
And then I got up when a dry season comes along. What did I do? I saw an opportunity. Hmm, the people look a little hungry. I have cookies, two for a dollar. I went to the people. They bought them. Then I looked and I said, well, some people look like they need some food. I ran upstairs, got some fruit, fixed it all over. I have fruit, 50 cents a piece. What I do? I sold the fruit. I saw opportunity. I had water. I saw opportunity. When you see an opportunity, you react on it and you receive back the blessing. So Abraham had to get to the place God was telling him to go so that he could receive the blessing. Remember <clears throat> Sunday when I told you, I said, the Lord showed me a place for me to move to, but I couldn't see it when I first got there because it was hidden, but it was the same location. And when I got there the first time, I was a little discouraged because I drove all around. What I was looking for was a house. I was looking for a visible condo. I'm in a business district. I don't see that. So I went back home. Go again. I went back again, and like I told you Sunday, the sign was on the building saying, move, move in now. It wasn't there the day I went. Your faith has to see you through to the end. And when you get there, you cannot waver because a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So what makes him think he's going to receive the blessing? When you waver, you doubt God, you doubt the word, he said, what makes you think you're going to receive the blessing? So he wants to reveal it to us. And so go back to Genesis chapter 22. Thank you, Father. Anybody getting anything out of this? Genesis chapter 22. Thank you, Lord. And we're going to look at verse 4 and 5. And it says, Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with me, with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Look at verse number 9 through 13. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid and laid him on the altar upon the wood, which we all know Isaac was grown. I mean, he was no baby. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of the heavens and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, from me. Verse 13. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram 
and offer him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. His faith took him to the end. But when did the ram really get there? Some say he got there before the foundations of the world. I was studying this, and I asked God, why didn't Abraham see the ram when he went up there? If the ram was right there caught in a thicket, I mean, rams ain't small. And God said these words to me. The ram got there when Abraham spoke the word, I and the lad will be back. When he spoke those words, the ram would got in position. And when Abraham got there, his faith still had to prove that he reverenced God. And so as he proceeded to do what he believed that God would raise this boy back up, he said, now I see your faith. There's a ram over there caught in the thicket. Abraham couldn't see the ram until it was revealed. The ram didn't say anything, even though he was caught over there. But the moment you speak the word of faith out your mouth, you just put something in motion. You just put it in motion. So as you continue to praise God, as you continue to lift up the name of Jesus, as you continue to put a little praise on what you're believing for, as you began to just worship God, he is just watering it, and he's continuing to bring it forth because you made your request known before I started giving you this message. He said, let your request be made known. And so you made your request known to him, and now all you got to do is put a praise on it. Hallelujah! 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 Thank you, Jesus! Hallelujah! 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 Praise is a weapon! Hallelujah! Praise stops the enemy! Hallelujah! 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 Praise tells God that you believe him, that you trust him. When you praise him, thank you, Jesus. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! 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 Woo, he said, believe and receive today. Hallelujah! Woo, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 
I heard God say, if you believe it, run around the church and come back. If you believe it, run around the church and come back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord God Almighty. We glorify you. We magnify you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We magnify your God. We glorify your God. It's manifesting time. It's suddenly season. It's suddenly season. It's suddenly season. It's greatness. It's greatness. It's greatness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus. We glorify you. There's none like you. There's none besides you. You're the great I am. You're the lily of the valley. You're the bright and morning star. You are our provider. You are our keeper. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for putting us in a suddenly season. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. We praise you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you for stirring up. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're Jehovah Jireh. You're our provider. You are our peace. You are our joy. We thank you, Lord God. We bring you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's manifesting. You're manifesting something. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Father. You're so wonderful. You're so amazing. You're all knowing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the manifestations. Thank you for the suddenness. Thank you for the greatness. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you for speaking to somebody. Thank you for speaking to somebody else. I praise you, God. Mm. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you can be seated, just take your seat. <clears throat> Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. 
Oh, he's good. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're so wonderful. I want to focus your attention back on two things. Genesis chapter 22, I want you to look at verse 4 again. Genesis 22 and verse number 4. I'm going to take you into the next realm. It says, then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Look over at verse 13. It says, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, Behind him, a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. Abraham lifted up his eyes. In other words, he looked unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of his faith. He didn't look at no bank account. He didn't look at what he didn't have. He didn't look at it being his son. He looked unto Jesus. Go with me to Psalms 121. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Sometimes we only look at what we can see. But while God has talked to you, he's also talking to somebody else. He's actually talking to the person that's supposed to be doing it. When he speaks to you, he's speaking to that other person. And to bring the two together. I use as an example one time I was um, in my office. And I was reminding the Lord of something a pastor had said to me about ministering at his church. And I said, Lord, I think he might have forgot what he had told me. I got up. Walked out of my office. By the time I put my foot out of my office, the other foot was still in. My phone rang. It was that pastor. And he said, heard. Yep, 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 you're the one. You're the one. You're supposed to preach at my church tomorrow night. I said, tomorrow night? Which means you ain't got time to get no hair done, no nails done. I said, okay. That's how fast God answered. That's how fast God answered. I hadn't even got out of the office before the phone rang. And the pastor said to me, I'm cruising down the Caribbean. And your name came up. And I know it was you. I got to that church the next day. I had no idea what I was going to be preaching. God didn't reveal it to me. Until I stepped into the hotel room. And when I stepped into the hotel room, he downloaded the message. And I went into a praise. And the whole time I was praising him, he was preaching the message in me. The whole time I was running around that hotel room, he was preaching the message. 
and putting it in me. Gave me the scripture, and that was it. And it was time to go to church. And when I stood up there, I told him, I said, this is hot off the press. <laughs> and the revelation that God poured out to them and the things that happened to them and the things God began to tell them about their court cases and all these different kinds of things. I went back to listen to it the other day. There's certain ones I, I can go back and listen to, and then I start running all over again. But I can hear God talking to me. I'm telling you. It does not take God long to do anything. All he's looking for is your faith. Amen. So in Psalms 121, let's look at verse 1 and 2. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. We know that all of our help comes from the Lord. If we want greater to happen in our lives, then we have to think greater. We have to see greater. Now, what I mean by that, uh, I'm going to have the lady on the front row. I want you to stand for a moment. Now, if I'm looking at my situation here, I'm just looking right at it. I'm either just looking here, or if there was someone shorter than me, I would be looking down. Okay, have a seat. Now, if I had this gentleman in the blue come stand up, he's taller than me. Okay, so if I'm going to lift up my eyes, I have to look up. See, if I'm looking at her, which means I'm looking at myself, I'm looking head on at it. And I'm looking down if someone was shorter than me. But if someone's taller than me, then I have to look up at them, which means I have to lift up my eyes. Thank you. And so God is saying, lift up your eyes. Stop looking down. Stop looking, you know, at your circumstances. Stop looking at your bank accounts. Stop looking at how you think it's going to happen. Just let it happen. Just let God do it. I'm telling you, God is a suddenly God. And there's a times when God is just there for you suddenly. And I, I shared this testimony uh, with Minister Abbott, but I'm just going to kind of tell you a little bit. I was sitting in my house, and I counted up all the stuff that I needed. I was living in Atlanta, and, and I, I, I needed like, like $3,000 the next day. The next day. The next day. And I said, God, I need $3,000. That's all I said to him. Picked up my purse and my Bible and went to church that Wednesday night. Got in church, praising God. I ain't thought no more about it. Remember when I said the more you think about it, the harder it is for you to be able to see it come. I didn't think about it anymore. I gave it to God. I lifted up my eyes. Thank you, Lord. Went on out the door. Someone came to me after service and said, Evangelist Hurt, uh, I wouldn't come to church tonight, but I see why I came now because I was supposed to see you. And I said, okay. And they said to me, uh, is there something financially going on? And I said, do you want to do something about it? <laughs> or do you just want to pray about it? And they said, I think I'm supposed to do something about it. Would you like to go? Because, you know, I said on the front row, would you like to go to the back of the church? I said, baby, ain't no shame in my game. I said, we can sit right here on this front row. 
And so, you know, they, you know, you always check your spirit. You always check and see what God is telling you to do. And they checked their spirit, took out their checkbook, wrote a check, and gave it to me. Loved on them, prayed over them, believed God for them to have a, you know, hundredfold return. They went on about their business. Now, I'm getting ready to go out to church, and I'm thinking, wait a minute. I need to look at this check. Because if it's not all what I'm asking for, I need to keep my faith out there until it showed up. But when I looked at the check, it was in full. I had to run out to church, okay? That's how quick God can answer your prayer. It's not just about what he did for the people in the Bible. Because he's done things for us. And, and there's, there's things even greater that God is going to do. There are people in here tonight that you are financially set. You know, you don't have no debt and concerns and all that kind of stuff. And God is getting you ready to take you even to a higher level. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. Putting you in a position where you're able to buy houses for somebody else. You're able to buy a car if they need it. You're able to do these kind of things. Now, how you're going to begin to get there is that you're not looking at what you have. In other words... If you wanted to take a cruise somewhere or go on a vacation somewhere really big, you could do that. But God doesn't want you just operating out of your money. He said the wealth of the sinner is laid up for you. So when we put things in position, you know, the sinner ain't going to just come and drop down no million dollars in your pocket and you ain't got nothing. You ain't even got a plan. You don't even have a vision written down. No. God doesn't bless the budget, even though we're supposed to have one. God blesses the vision. So if you haven't written the vision and made it plain, he can't bless. You need to get your vision. So getting back to this person, I heard Jesse Duplantis say this one time. He said, I believe God for my vacations. I look we search out where we want to go, how much is it going to cost us, and all this kind of stuff, you know, hotel, flying, and all that. Then we sow a seed. And a seed will meet any need. So if I want to go on a vacation, a really nice vacation, I look and find out. I've heard Terry uh, Savelle, boy, say the same thing. Me and my husband, we count up what the cost would be for everything we want to do. Then we sow a seed. You always go to God and ask God, how much should the seed be? You sow the seed. And in return, you get the money for the vacation. Jesse said he got, God gave him $50,000 just for a vacation. $50,000. Just for a vacation. He was like, Lord, I don't need all that. Enjoy yourself. So I'm saying that to say we have to lift up our eyes if we want greater. And we don't have to pay for we don't have to pay for everything. You know what we do? We look at that, well, you know, if I made ten thousand dollars more, if I made thirty five hundred dollars more a month, I could do this. And if I faith is our currency. 
faith exchanges into the finances. Because money is the answer to all things, the Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes. So if money is the answer to all things, then you're going to have to have some money to do things. Amen? And so as you began to lift your eyes up unto the Lord, lift them up unto the hills from which come to your help, because your help comes from the Lord. And as Abraham did that, David did that, then he, they began to see that everything was over on him. And, and, you know, I hear, this is just me, but I hear these cliches, help is on the way. Uh-uh. My Bible tells me faith is now. Help is not on the way. Help is here. Jesus already paid the price for everything. The best is yet to come. Uh-uh. Not my best. Now, if you're talking about going to heaven, okay, fine. But, that, but, but, but listen, that is a good thing. But the best is already here. We were predestined. Everything was already planted in us. And so he's going to reveal that to us. The, the, the word tells, okay, I'm, I'm going to start this off and you're going to join on me. Our Father, which are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On where? On where? As it is. Okay, so if it's supposed to be on earth as it is in heaven, why well, I'm waiting to heaven to get it. Uh-uh. He said on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom has already come. Jesus has already gone to the cross. So I just need you, God, to reveal to me what do I need to do about this? How do I handle this? Where do I go here? What do I have in my house? What do I have in my house? Because you can have antiques in your house you don't even know is antiques. You can have something to take in that I hear God saying, that you haven't even observed that the quality, the value of it is in your house. It's worth, why do you think these people go on TV to that, that traveling road show to find out how much something is? Because they didn't know the value of it. God knows everything in your house, where it is, what's worth everything. He knows everything about you, and he said it's time for the greater to appear. So it's here on earth right now. You're not waiting for something to fall out of heaven. It's already here. So we have to think royalty. Because we are royalty. Sometimes you need to just read about them royal folks. I'm serious. Princess Diana did not walk around in raggedy clothes. They have servants. Queen Elizabeth is still living. She is 90 years old. And when you see her go out, she's going to have her hat and her gloves usually with her. If she's not wearing the crown. And putting that crown away. She's royalty. Royalty are treated in certain fashions. But people will treat you the way you treat yourself. People will talk to you the way you allow them. 
A man can only do to a woman what she allows him to do. So if you don't like the way you've been treated, then you need to change something. If the greater one is inside of us, we must begin to think greater. Proverbs 13.3 in the Message Bible, Part B says, Careless talk may ruin everything. And sometimes we just say words. We say things that we don't need to be saying. We void out our blessings. But God is going to reveal to you what you have, what you're going to do, what you need to know, and where you need to go. Amen? He's going to uncover some things. He's going to begin to bring your gift even closer to the forefront. From Sunday's message, is there anybody here that kind of recognized your gift a little bit more after Sunday's message? Just kind of wave at me. Let me see. Amen. Amen. And when we know that gift, then we start using it. Because I was thinking about mine today. I said, girl, you didn't organize people's houses and garages and closets and businesses and ministries. People still tell me about things that, like that that I've done. So now it's time for me to put that gift into motion, even more so now that I recognize it, because God told me some things to do. So I'm going to pray over you tonight before we do altar call for your revealing. Amen? Stand to your feet, please. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Father. We praise you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Father, we thank you and praise you and glorify you. You gave me this message to bring to your people because you already knew that there are things you want to reveal to them. Father, you asked me to tell them to let their requests be made known, and they did. So, Father, I know that it's already in motion because they've already praised you, and manifestation is happening for some suddenly. And they're going to begin to see it because you said if we believe and receive, we could have it today. Because you're a God, you're just a God like that. So the people that you have to speak to or the things that you have to put in motion or the crooked places that you're making straight, Father, for them to walk in. I thank you right now in the night season, somebody's going to get up and go to a file because you're directing them to looking for one thing but finding another. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, someone, mm, hallelujah, someone is in a house, in a, a house, a house somebody else had that hid things in the wall that you're going to reveal it to them. They're going to begin to think of remodeling, and when they take that, panel down, things are going to be revealed to them. It's in their house, Father. Those papers, thank you, Father. They're going to begin to read them. They're, 
there, there's a house in the family that's being sold. And the lawyers are contacting everybody to let them know their portion of what they will receive from this house that's being sold. And their name is one of them. Thank you, Lord God. They, they, they are, because they helped someone years ago, that person wrote them in their will, and they don't even know it. But they will be notified of it. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Lord God. I, somebody needs more revealing of how to witness. And Father, you remember when Peter, Peter had to go up on the roof, and, and because he was a Jew, you had to show him that nothing was unclean because he would not partake of it. But you had to give him the vision, but he didn't understand the vision until he got to Cornelius' house. And Cornelius had everybody waiting for Peter to come in and share the good news with them. And when Peter saw it, he recognized that God didn't have any respecter of persons. Some people in this room think that other races are better than them and that you have respecter of persons but you don't because what you've done for one you do for the other you're a loving God some people are, are in the, the cosmetology doing hair and things and, and you're about to open up their business into another segment and began to show them styles that may not even be out yet and how to mix chemicals to produce what they need to know. You're been getting ready to open their eyes even more so in this business that they're not there to have a booth. They're there to have the company and they have a business that they can buy the business next door. In other words, they can expand. And, and you're, you're going to bring people, people are going to begin to fly in because they're going to hear about this, this cosmetologist because they're going to become known and it's going to expand. Some, some, someone works in the area of mechanics and um, they're working for someone right now. But the people come to the shop because of you. Because you know how to work on cars. You, you know how to treat people right. You, you balance the books right. You, you don't put extra costs. And so they don't have a fear to come to you to check their car. Unfolding, unfolding, unfolding unfolding and revealing, Father. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you for revealing. Reveal to these parents what's in their children. Let them see the gift so that they can guide them like they're supposed to be and get in the place where they're supposed to be. Somebody's husband is being healed right now. Somebody's husband, God is visiting them at home while you're here. 
God is talking to them at home while you're here. God is speaking to them at home while you're here. To your husband, to your, to your husband. He's talking to them. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Whatever it is, it shall be revealed. We give you praise, glory, and honor for it. In the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Every head bow and every eye closed. If there's anyone here tonight, which I'm not certain, but we want to make sure. And you never received Jesus Christ.